On this episode of RVA Real Estate Talk, our topic for discussion is, should you use a discount agent or should you go full service agent in the selling process? You're listening to RVA Real Estate Talk with Jared Davis and Galen Parker, your source for an honest, insightful look into Central Virginia's real estate market. Combined, Jared and Galen have over 20 years sales experience, as well as hundreds of testimonials from clients past and present who rely on them for advice and assistance when buying and selling homes in today's incredibly hot and competitive real estate market. And now, your hosts, Jared Davis and Galen Parker. I'm Jared Davis. And I am still Galen Parker. One and only. I wish you guys could have seen Mike dancing behind the uh, camera right here during the intro music. There's a reason why I don't have a camera. Haunt, haunt my I was dreams. like, what is happening right now? Shake that moneymaker, big stick dog. To, stick to the guitar. Stick to the instruments. What's new, Galen? Well, you guys just gave me a new app like 30 seconds ago, uh, Instagram TV, and like I'm like, like, what is? I feel like is this how like older people feel when yes. they get new stuff? Because yeah, I'm just like, what is this? Years behind, yeah, right? you haven't been yeah, around. Like, what what is this thing? Who is these? Who are these people? Is this TikTok? He's like, I've been trying to get this, this Walmart. On, I've been posting on Vine for like the last. <laughs> I put everything on MySpace currently, <laughs> right. and then I put my top five, and they they've been seeing all my content. They've been loving uh, it. You've, you've got mail. I loved MySpace. <laughs> Who didn't love MySpace? I mean, talk about uh, ahead of the game. Uh, what was before MySpace? Wait, I got a story real quick. Okay. So my wife and my sister were went to college together, and she, uh, my wife would before we were married, she would visit, um, you know, us and hang out and all that. And uh, I saw her on MySpace, and I was I reached out to her and said, "Hey, Uh-oh. you know, la la la, you know, how's it going, la." la. And she didn't know who I was at first, and then realized, and then that's how we started like, who's talking. This creep? So you met through MySpace? Not really. I mean, MySpace I'm just saying I used song. it. That's the first time I used it to connect to somebody, and it happened to be someone I knew. But then we started dating. Aren't you too old to try to meet your wife on MySpace? What are you talking about? Hmm. Because Facebook, I feel like would have. I guess. Facebook wasn't Friendster. Was it was, that Facebook Friendster. wasn't only in, which it was only in college? Yeah, but for, I mean, Facebook was still after MySpace, though. I'm saying so before that. How old are you, Mike? I'm 43. Okay, so 13. How long have you been married? Almost 11. 11 years. Wow. So 11 years ago, MySpace was a, that doesn't seem like hmm. that seems like it should I was be in my like, late 20s. Tw- I was in mid my mid 20s. I can do. I can do math. I get that. I don't know numbers. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is doesn't MySpace... I had the first iPhone, too. Doesn't MySpace seem like it was far longer than a decade ago? It seems Ten very, years. Yeah, it seems very far away. Like, I was using MySpace when I was I remember 2005-ish on MySpace. Good night. 2004-ish. Am I that much MySpace. older than you guys? I love... You remember Friendster? Friend, I had them all. Wasn't Friendster where you, like, rated people? Yeah. Where you had to like rate like how good looking they were. I mean, it was, it was just pretty everything. much just the, the that was a precursor to uh, what's the thing they got up now? Tender. Tinder, Tinder, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you've been married longer than Tinder's not, been out, not, so you know. Here's the thing: Tinder. I wouldn't even even if I wasn't married, I wouldn't even go down that road. <laughs> I used to love MySpace. Used to just all my buddies on there. Put the music on there. It was just so expressive. Oh put yeah, my and, daily quote you, of how I was feeling, and then I'd connect that quote to my AIM instant messenger away message. And you felt like a professional hacker, just oh, getting yeah. like the background like, to go on it right, picking the right music when you clicked on it. Yeah, I wanted people to have just like in real estate i wanted people when they came to my page i wanted them to have a full 
experience. So it wasn't just looking at pictures. I'm like, here's the music I've curated for this experience. As, yeah. you like, as they're traveling down the memory lane of my vacation or going to work at U-Crops at the time, I was like, boom, I'm hitting all the senses. Or your top, remember you had to do your top eight friends, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. got to choose that top eight. And, it was and like, one oh, of them man. fell off. Oh, man. Go ahead and remove you. It's like, <laughs> Go ahead. Then, of course, like if you're dating someone naturally, they got to go to number one. And all yeah. your friends are like, yeah, all right. Points of contention. Any second. Yeah. Any second now. Then all of a sudden they were gone. You're like, what? I never had it. I don't ever remember MySpace like shutting down at all. I just, it just vanished one day. Just stopped well, using it. When Facebook went full public and out of the college scene, that's when it pretty much went away. It really? Which okay. is a shame. You would think that they would have been able to establish themselves. Like, what were they offering that was so much greater than Facebook? Or that wasn't? Exclusivity. Yeah, but when they went open, they went, you know, Yeah, but it was public. exclusive for us. I, I think the platform itself. Was it I think better? The, it was it 10 times better. better. Yeah. Go, go to good old MySpace. See if uh, you got a computer. I'm Is Googling still, MySpace. You're Googling MySpace? No, you just, it's just my. It's <laughs> Googling just, it? You hear that guy? See if it, it even should, exists. He is the old guy. Look, he's Look like, I'm this. Googling the website. Huh? I know. Is I know. W- 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 he's, he's, hey, guess go- yeah, what was he's, faster? He's Googling, Googling it. He's go- Googling was way faster he than typing w- it in www.myspace.com. It's not good. Is it? Is it? It's just did, really did corporate. It, it's just like oh, advertisements yeah. oh, so and stuff. It's almost like a music monitor. Ooh. I'm... I, met, I actually did meet, uh, did um, if I remember correctly, I think it was 1920 or something like that. And The year, 1920? <laughs> when you met someone? And uh, I went on a blind date for someone I met online through uh, Instagram, or instant iMessage. Uh, does his wife know about this? <laughs> Mel, don't no, listen to this podcast. No. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Delete. No, no, no. And so we met, it was fine. And so that, I forgot my wallet, though. <laughs> and dinner. What's the worst uh, uh, date scenario you've ever been? That Forgetting was, your wallet that was pretty, pretty much bad the worst. One. That was the worst. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a really bad story. I have. Uh, I forgot my wallet and I've locked my keys in my car. I've done the key locking, and it thing. was like they were like leaving, and it was like goodbye, hey, great. Well, the girl like, did the key locking oh. thing. And I'm like, Wait, I got, ah. I got one. I got another one. We were at a soccer game, uh, a professional a soccer game. Oh, it was, a, it was like a. Great <laughs> It was a, uh, a group thing a or whatever. Was what does this podcast told us about Mike's dating life, if anything? I was, I think I was right around the same age, and I <laughs> someone threw someone threw a paper airplane, hit my head. I grabbed it and I threw it away from me, and right I, into someone's eye. I got kicked out of the uh, stadium, and I was on a, I was on a date. <laughs> did she stay? Did she stay to the, the end of the game? Stayed. The whole group stayed. <laughs> And I was, uh, it was done. You're just this bad it was boy. Done. It wasn't Air. a date. I mean, I was sat down. I didn't if even it was get a date, she would have left. I was there for you. 15 minutes, and I was, it was, I was done. And it I didn't was, even drive, so I had to wait. And that was the one time I told myself, I'm always gonna have a car. You hear with that, me. Mel? You could have, you could have not been Mike's wife had she, he not thrown that paper airplane. Get thrown out. One of my buddies, his, he had a real bad one. Like he had gotten. Well, like in college, I worked at Alley Cats, and so there was a motley crew of people around there. So he was there one night. He got in an altercation with someone. The police came. He got like arrested, but like released. So a month later, he goes on a date. He picks her up driving, gets pulled over. And the police officer like pulls, sees the assault thing. And like pulls him out of the car and he's like, Do you want me to tell her or do you want to tell her? And he's just like, what? Why do you have to tell her? Yeah, he was like, What are you like her dad? And he was just like, Well, you know, and like it was like we- real super weird, sketchy like scenario. And then he's just like, I guess I'll tell her. 
And he was like the police, and he had like he was like the police officer going to tell you that like last month I was arrested for assault. I was like it was not like it was assault on a woman. He like got in a fight, and I was like that is the worst day. And I was like, well, what did she say? And she was just kind of like. Uh, okay. But then since the police officer made such a big deal out of it, she was just kind of like, is there something you're not telling me? And he's just like, no, this is it. This guy's just crazy. And I was just like, I think the police officer wanted to ask the girl out or something, but hey, it doesn't matter. My boy just got married two days ago. So. <laughs> Same girl. Different the police girl. Like, I can, totally different girl. I'm just, I can take her home. I'm just going to... Yeah, I was, but I was remember gonna... him telling me that. I'm like, are you making Dude, this talk up? about a major like block insane. right there. I mean, like... Do you... Yeah, I remember me. him saying, like, do you want to tell her or do you want me to tell her? And him thinking, like... What are you talking about? You're a civil servant. Serve something. That's hilarious. Don't, why are you doing this to me? Uh, like, any, any other fresh news before the deep dive? Fresh news. I mean, not a lot is going on as far as that's not work related. I mean, we're just pretty busy. I did. I, I am like kind of like amused. We talked earlier. I got like a message from someone. They were like, oh, it seems like the market's slowing down. And I'm like, what, what where, market yeah, are, where you are you looking, looking at? at? Like, are, are they we talking like, about Richmond? Yeah, I was like, are we looking at the same market? I'm like, when you say the word market, what do you mean? Is probably the best question. But we had 11, 11 closings last week. I mean, I'm still beat. It's mon- It's a Monday, right this second. Who knows when the podcast will go out. But right <laughs> this second, it's a Monday. No, it's is it Monday? There's a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday. I'm still worn out from the 11. You remember when it used to be okay to be like tired because of like hard work and stuff? I was at uh, Gather the other day and someone was like, hey, how you doing, Galen? I was like, I'm just feeling a little tired. And they were like, well, you know, the moon is going to be. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, no, I was just probably sleep. Didn't didn't yeah. sleep too well. I was like, I don't know about like the moon and the pattern, but she was dead serious. I was like, like, that's a corona cool, symptom, cool, cool, you know. Cool, and you're, yeah, like, no. you're like, now I just like now they're like, oh, do you got corona? I'm like, no. I've been up since 4 a.m. Yeah. I did get my flu shot. Nice. Finally, I did it. Last year, I did not get it, and I was like, I'm not getting no flu shot, and I lost like 19 days of productivity and felt like <laughs> miserable. You'll be sick next week. I'm sick of you right now, oh, but hopefully man. the uh, flu shot will protect me. I mean, it was basically free. This so is what I mean, my like, wife I says. Like, hopefully you got the right strand. That's what everyone says. You know, it's so funny. Like, so my sister, she's a doctor, and I like I used that excuse with like two years ago, and she was. I was like, well, I mean, you know, the the strains change every day, and she's like, what do you know about? Uh, and she like started asking me this question. It's like nothing more than just conversational You're topic. Like, she's like, exactly. And I was like, okay. She's like, get your flu shot. And I was like, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, like, and I was I'm like, done. well, what about then? She was like, all that's is just nonsense. People say when they they're like, yeah, there's strains for everything. I was like, but you do you want to be you know, protected, and she used to, she made me like uh, really laugh because she was like me like seatbelts, and she was like, "Are you gonna put your seatbelt on?" I'm like, well, what if you didn't get the right version of the seatbelt? <laughs> are you gonna be like, well, I'm just not gonna put it on? Because I'm like, she's like, no, you're just gonna do it. You do the best you can. And I was like, all right, fair enough. But uh, there's nothing like your uh, younger sibling like yeah. small timing you, like, oh, so what do you know about uh, immunization patterns of the Northeast? I'm like. <laughs> Give me all the COVID no, vaccines nothing? when they come out. Even the Russian one. Just, 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 I just what do we got? shoot them in. Just shoot them in. Let's see what these bad I boys do. That, uh, recently, Russia was like, we'll give you all of the members of the UN for free. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I get it. I love altruism. You're one and I'm like, but do you really think they're going to take it from you? Like, you have like, you got to have like Switzerland say it. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll give it. Even if it's the same one, I'm like, 
I feel more comfortable yeah. if Switzerland does it. I was Russia's like, like, we're going to get the heads of each country. Like, we have you never, just... ever been known to poison anyone ever. All that's not even, I'm like, come on, Putin's like, my daughter. I gave it to my daughter. Right, that was like the big thing. Yeah. Right? My daughter got the vaccine. I gave I'm it like, to read her. the room, Russia. <laughs> whatever whatever uh, cocktail they gave Trump, and he was out for three days. You know, gone, you know, he's out. back. He's back. You know, I want that. Uh, I thought it was great. I watched the thing. I was like, is he okay? <laughs> he didn't look. He didn't look good. He looked kind of like uh, what's that movie like Uncle Bernie's? Weekend uh, Bernie's like, or he's like, dead. <laughs> I was like, he I was, was okay. He was definitely breathing a little heavy there. I'm like, hey, you know, he my, like, my thing is, this, if I get sick a little bit, I'm not showing up for work like anytime <laughs> soon. Like, like he was like three days. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm gonna be. Like, You're gonna see me in a week. He's I mean, they, they made a good point. Is that the fact the White House has a full hospital in there anyway. For sure, so, yeah. you know, they made a good... But if I get sick and he gets sick, it's totally, two totally different things. Yeah, so yeah. It's definitely, definitely... I'm not having a helicopter to the airport. Yeah, the I'm going to say a nine-minute helicopter is not for us. I wish. <laughs> yeah. I wish. That's a bill that that's you a don't lot want. Of, that's a lot of houses you have to sell where you can get a helicopter to pick you up. Not just one helicopter, two helicopters. Yeah, it's like a $50,000 flight per, yeah. per chopper or something like that. No thanks. My favorite time of the year is here. Fall. Pumpkin spice season. Get at me. Yeah. I, do you like pumpkin spice? I do. I think I like gingerbread better, though. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think... I, I'm happy for either one. I'm not in any camp. And it's a very polarizing camp, if you didn't know. Like, right. If you say one thing about it, people are like, what about gingerbread? It's like if you say like sweet potato pie, they're like, what about pumpkin pie? I'm like, I, give them both to me. All right. If you could have if you could have a gingerbread stout from Hardywood okay. or the rum pumpkin from Hardywood, where do you go? I'm going to go gingerbread. Yeah. See, so so maybe what it is is not necessarily that gingerbread's better, but it depends on what form you're eat, taking it in. Cold or hot, though. Or coffee, or or alcohol, the stout? or. I'm saying warm gingerbread. I don't. I don't like cold gingerbread. I like it like a little bit warm. Like we're back to coffee now. We're not talking about the beer this time again. Are we talking about cake? What are you? Are you talking about gingerbread. actual gingerbread? Yeah, actual oh, gingerbread. Oh, like the uh, cake. Who's sitting around eating actual gingerbread? We just want our things flavored gingerbread this time of year. <laughs> I really don't. Can't if someone gave me gingerbread, gingerbread and, I'd be like, "What is this?" I was like, "I don't think I've even had gingerbread." With the icing on top and stuff. Yeah, like a gingerbread cookie man. Yeah, or like something a cookie like that. Man. Yeah. And wait, like you a, don't like it hot? I do like it slightly warm. When it's a little soft, once it hardens, you're like, "No." I think all cake should be. Probably there's there's never really a time where you're like oh I want the cake ice cold yeah or, any baked good is better when it's fresh out the oven. Point. Uh, also want to take time to thank everyone who uh, chimed in on episode one of Food Fight. Oh yeah, uh, that was awesome. I really like I it's a great idea and we did it and then the comment section if you hadn't seen got real aggressive. Um, sometimes it almost got like polarizing. I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, there was like, I like this restaurant better, and like, they're great. Well, I saw them, they weren't even wearing a mask in that restaurant. And this guy I was like, like, I'm going to burn that one down. Yeah, you no, like it? Like, like, okay, oh, all right, watch yeah, it. I mean, Everybody's polarized. Yeah, now. I was just in the comments, like, yeah, I love that too. Yeah, yeah this I'll, is I'll try that one as well. But you yeah, can, you can like whatever pizza you want, guys. People are I just, people I just, are so funny. With I that just like it's simple shoot, go in, go out, get out, review it, done. Like, that's it's and we and just to know. We don't have any affiliation to any of these restaurants. It's not like they've come up to us and said, do this. Uh, the owner of Sergio's reached out and said, like, thank you and stuff like oh, that. nice. But he didn't know we were doing that. It's not like, you know, where he's sliding us 50 bucks or, you know, free pizza. Or I wish like he was. You mean, Joe, if you want to give me a free pizza, you can. <laughs> no free pizzas. we got to keep this thing pure. But no, <laughs> it was right. great. You know, I really. <laughs> Food fight blackmail. Like, oh, and like... this one from Little Caesars is delicious this week. <laughs> Little Caesars is the parent company. We'll start doing commercials right. for them. This, spot, this podcast 
ad. Sponsored by yeah. Yeah. Well, Subway. Ad the <laughs> Hashtag ad. No, but uh, people really love that. I'm looking forward to doing some more things. People are like, do you do gyros? Do you do, is it just burgers? Is it just pizza? People want to know. I'm like, we will do we're anything. We're still in pizza. We're in pizza for a little bit. We're going, yeah. to, we're going to Chester today, right? We're going we're to gonna Chester do today. Pizza Express. Just Someone told peek. me one about Montpelier. In and Montpelier, I, yeah, like so out I, off thirty three somewhere. I yeah, guess. they like they sent it to me. I'm like, I gotta look it up because I'm just like, literally, I haven't been to Montpelier since I was <laughs> probably like twenty two years old. I think old. it's the one. Really There's probably only one pizza place there. Yeah, <laughs> people are gonna be like, what about DC? We're going to DC. Yeah. We're on to DC. Yeah, I'll go wherever. I'm good with it. No, so thank you for everyone who tuned into that. That was great. I love, uh, I love lighthearted. Yeah, content so watch out for, for the new episodes of Food Fight. We'll be doing that today. At this hopefully point, hopefully, we won't scold ourselves. Oh my gosh. That was a reminder all weekend for me. <laughs> oh my God. After he made me eat the entire slice for his camera roll. Appreciate that. Note to self, we're going to wait a minute. The yeah, exactly. We do exactly. For you. I know. That's what we do for and you. And Mike. All right. Deep dive. Deep dive. All right, Caitlin. What are we talking about today? <laughs> I was like waiting. I was like, pause long enough. We got to pause like, for Mike. We got to pause. I love that. that. Like, you really is, set the stage when he the said The funny deep thing dive. is the edit for the audio um, pause makes sense. When you see it on YouTube, you're like, what is yeah, going on? <laughs> no, on YouTube is good because you actually have the thing come up. You yeah. do the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It makes total yeah. sense. So today we're, we're, we're talking just a little bit back about what do you get when you sell your house? Particularly, we'll, we'll talk a little bit when you're selling us. Should you use uh, maybe one of those bargain uh, brokerages? You see the commercials for them uh, where they say, we'll charge you just X percent to sell your house or versus should you use a agent or you know a full service agent? You know, there's there's tiers to it. There's, yep. as you mentioned earlier, you've got the placement service. Why don't you tell me what's a placement service for those who <laughs> yeah, don't know? Yeah, so the, you've got these brokerages out there that I don't really know how they make any money, honestly. I mean, maybe they get their license and they just hang it out of their house and they take 150 bucks here and there, 500, whatever it is. But it's essentially just placement. So most of the time, they're not even going to provide the pictures. They're not going to have contact with the other agents. They're not going to set up the showings for you. And when you look in the MLS at this listing, it's going to be the pictures you send in, the description you put in it. They just put it in MLS for you so that as other agents are doing searches for their clients, it'll pop up. And it'll still go out to all of like the third-party websites. But at the end of the day, it's anywhere from maybe 150 to, let's say, 600 bucks mm -hmm. for most of the placement services. But again, they do nothing. So it's just, hey, we're going to plug it in MLS, but you're on your own. We're not talking paperwork with you. We're not negotiating offers with you. You have the your cell number in the, in the listing itself so that the agents are calling you for everything. You've got to coordinate everything. And... There's definite downsides to that, but that's that's the placement service. Those are those are a challenge just from like being a buyer's agent on the other side. And I have a client they're like, oh, I worst. love this house. And then I'm like, all right, and I go and like I call the number, and that person's like, oh, I don't really do anything. It's with like them. you read this Cindy number. Miller and their the kids and the dog Sparky. Yeah, so you're just you like, leave uh, a message. So you like, like try to get in touch with them. And then sometimes, you know, they're not always the most knowledgeable as far as, you know, no, they're never, the they're never, they're never knowledgeable. They're like, <laughs> it's like a placement service for surgery. Like, just like, oh, you could get surgery or for 150 bucks, this other guy will try to pull I'll your appendix out. I'll tell you where to out. cut. Yeah. <laughs> as a surgeon, for a surgeon placement, I, for 150 bucks, I'll tell you where to make the incision. Exactly. But you got to do it yourself. You got to, that's yeah, it. That's all. Eye surgery is so, going to be rough, but we can guide you through it. So that's a placement service. So Jared, tell us a little bit about... 
uh, discount brokerages because there's good and there's there's bad. So there's pros and cons. It's not like you know you can condemn everything. But what 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 are, what's a place? What sorry? What's a discount agency? Yes, I mean I think your only pro is that you have a a hope that you're going to save some money, right? Right. I mean that's the one pro because the discount service really the whole point is that you're getting discounted service, right? Right. So at the end of the day, are they going to give you? what you're going to get out of a full service agent. No, they're not. But ultimately what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, look, we're still going to negotiate the deal for you. We're still going to set up your showings. We're going to make sure that we negotiate your offer, but we're going to do it for a flat fee of some kind, or we're going to do it for a lesser percentage. So uh, there's a couple of big name companies out there that'll do it for one and a half percent instead of three percent but then you still have that three percent on the other side unless you want to negotiate that down on the buyer's agent side that's up to the seller obviously Mm -hmm. um you know all negotiations you know commissions are negotiable obviously um but let's just say they'll give it to you for half of what you would normally maybe pay another agent essentially who who handles pictures in that that scenario? I've seen it done both ways. That's what I was thinking. I have I have seen it done where sometimes they will handle it for you, but they're not going to send like a professional photographer. Maybe they just come in and they snap some pictures with their you know point and click or their camera phone, and then that's the pictures they use. Sometimes I've seen it where maybe they will use a professional photographer, but since they're discounting you, they're going to charge you. They're going to pass that charge along it's to yeah. to you. Yes, yeah, so they're going to say, well, it's going to be you know three hundred bucks for photos and video or whatever else you want. We'll do it. But you have to pay for it, obviously. I always ask you about pictures because that's such an important one. Because I, I was I was doing a buyer consult two weeks ago, and we were at the office, and she's like looking through some of the pictures of some of the houses, and you can see such a difference between the pro photos and the one where like they weren't bad, but you can tell it was like a camera phone. And she's like, "Well, why why does it this?" And I'm like, "Well, it's because you know." And she was like, "And the house is alright." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm just not interested." And it's like pictures make people fall in love, and yeah. so if you try to skimp or discount yourself out of that then you, you'll see the uh, the, the effects i, I got that. a property sent to me today that the pictures were upside down Ooh, i'm like nice. how did this i've seen that before what did you do accident. i'm like were you just like in your bed not knowing what you were doing <laughs> at night when you plugged these in like how did this even work i just think it's funny it's like they even when it comes back to like reviewing them like you didn't notice yeah when you uh or you just like it's too late you're like, it's I don't, I do not know how to rotate this. It is not You're like too we've, late. we've gone, <laughs> gone too far. So you've got placement services, you've got discount agents. Now you've got a full service uh, agency. What, what do you get for a full service in general? Cause we're not talking about what we offer because obviously yeah. we offer top tier, but what, what is, what should you get? Yeah. I mean, I'm not just going to say that we're the best, even though we're definitely the best, but (laughs) anyways, no, for full service though, at the end of the day, what you have to realize is that any discount you pass on, you're losing somewhere Sure, because you cannot afford to put out the marketing and the photography and the videography and the software that you need to generate leads and generate hype and generate exposure by discounting everybody down. So you may get a service that says, hey, we'll do it for half of what they'll do it for. But if they say, yeah, we're going to do your pro photos, and you say, great, I got some pro photos, and I'm in MLS. But that's where they stop. I mean, to me, that's the post and pray method. It's, you know, they post it in MLS, and post then and go. you I just pray that, go. pray that it's going to sell, right? That's all, all you can do. But at the end of the day, when you look at people that 
have full-fledged service and are actually giving full-fledged service. That's not to say, we actually talked about this before the podcast, that there's agents out there that are full service that still aren't doing what they should be doing as full service agents. <laughs> there's so there's to, levels to this. Yeah, right? so you have to make sure you have the right full service agent. But if, right. if you have somebody that's, you know, like we're a team, obviously, so it, it lets us generate a little more... <sighs> I mean, I hate to say it. If you got more people using software, it lets you essentially monetize better software, right? If you're mm -hmm. a one-man show, I mean, I used to be a one-man show. I sold 70 to 80 houses a year by myself before ever bringing in a buyer's agent. It just becomes difficult to, to use all yeah. of the softwares that you need. But as the team grows, right, we've got things like, you know, Sierra. We've got things like Ylopo, artificial intelligence. We're able to have Google AdWords campaigns. We're able to have pay-per-click marketing. We're able to have Facebook marketing. I mean, all of these things that cost thousands of dollars a month but when you use a full service agent that's just what you should be doing as a full service it's agent part for of your the clients exactly getting I, I like when you talked about a little the post and prayer i call it the post and go because a lot of times people they sell people on that they're like well we're going to put in the mls like putting something in the mls is like the bare minimum yep. of what should occur for you like <laughs> All right, they posted it like how how do they follow with possible interest? How do you know how many people looked at the house? You know how long did they look at that? So we've got it set up now where it's so dialed in. It's like we can tell you who looked at it, yeah. how long did they look at it, did they come back to it? You know, then we follow up with them like, hey, you might not be looking to buy a house. Just what are your feedback? We can provide them just general audience yeah. feedback of their house. Oh, they love this. They love that. They don't like the carpet in there. Well, we kind of said that, but now. We, we've got some you know, third party to say it. So these are some of the things that your full service agent will probably provide for you. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, when I look at what, kind of what we put into marketing wise, <clears throat> you know, we could be a thousand plus dollars into this house by the time the sign hits the yard. Right. right. So if if you're talking, a, I mean, let's just go figurative numbers here. But say you're talking a six thousand dollar commission, I'd say that's a normal ish average house right smaller sure. house in this in this market at a six thousand dollar sale if it's going to cost us a thousand bucks just to get it up and moving and really by the end of sale let's say it's fifteen hundred to two thousand bucks well now our, your profit's down to four but now your broker takes their cut right you've got whatever your splits are you've got your overhead cost outside of that deal so you've still your got cost, your yeah. desk fees office leases you've got your mls fees your lockbox fees your marketing your cards your signs all of these things now you chip away you give your broker their cut you're left with the cut and then you pay taxes <laughs> and you're not really left with anything so unfortunately if you're going to go this discount broker route <clears throat> a lot of times you're dealing with people that, again, they just can't afford to give you the service. Or if it's a discount, it's going straight to the company, and that agent that's helping you is actually a salary worker. They're mm -hmm. not a commission worker. What do you think about maybe a drawback to that, Galen? You know, I, I, sometimes people, they love the idea. They're like, oh, this guy's not on commission. He's on salary, so he's gonna. I get to pay less. Well, it's just like anything. It's, it's the law of motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, exactly. If you come to me with your business and I don't get paid yeah. because it doesn't sell, I'm highly motivated to do everything I can. I'm pulling all the stops to get your household because I'm on commission. I That's need to it. get paid. So I'm going to I'm calling all of the people. I might do a search on neighborhoods where the houses aren't even for sale and say, hey, I noticed 180 days ago you tried to sell your house. Are you still interested in doing so? You know, these are all the things that, you know, a full service agent is going to do because money is a motivation. Yeah. And when you're doing a commission. That's that's a good one. Keeping your lights on. Yeah. Living indoors is a good motivation for why you <laughs> want to do a good job at at you know selling a home or any job that you have. Yeah, I mean, um, 
when you think about sales jobs in general, any commission-based sales job, obviously it's produce or get out for the yeah. most part. Your so, top producers always want to be on commission, 100%. and there's a reason I've, for that. Yeah, I've been on full commission since I was 17 years old. I just never wanted a salary. I was like, there's no way you're going to pay me a salary for what I can make if I'm selling on commission. It's just not going to happen. So that's the big thing is it doesn't matter if it's a $200,000 house or a million-dollar house. If this person's Same getting their effort. salary at night, right, they don't necessarily care if it's going to sell or not There's sell. There's food in their belly. They're yeah. not hungry. And then I even think about timing. Like, we deal with some crazy hours. I mean, typically, sure. like this morning, the first person that I deal with texted me at 6.30. And I didn't reply at 6.30 in the morning. Gave it a little bit of time just so I don't set a standard that everybody can just text me at five in the morning. Um, but in the same token, you know, the previous night I was up until 1130 ratifying a contract and getting paperwork in. So the other thing is if you're salary and you know, all right, I mean, yes, we know our hours fluctuate as agents, but it's very easy to say, look, I'm a salary worker. I get off at this time. I don't work these hours, right? I'll call you back tomorrow. Yeah, I don't really have that motivation to go above and beyond because I'm going to make That's the same point. amount of money either way, That's right? A good point. So for me, like, I mean, we, we got a, a deal right this second where we got the people locked down. The people are out of town for the month. I've lined up my contractors to come in and repaint and do things to the house. I've coordinated all the work. I've gotten all the quotes. Like, these are things that if you're a salaried agent, you probably don't really want to deal with. Yeah. But we just do it because we want to give the best service. If we're full service, and that's what that entails. Staging, if necessary, right? We can send in stagers to consult in houses and figure out what we need to do on the staging side. On the discount side, again, you're not going to get that. And on the placement service side, I mean, they like I said, they don't do anything. So can you imagine saying <laughs> I was oh, thinking about a- the uh, house from uh, in March where I was like, I sold all the guys like stuff for him that he was like missing and... I shipped some of the stuff to him. <laughs> Give it a second. So I think we were just kind of highlighting. Um, You're talking about your guy. Yeah. So, you know, full, you know, the difference between, you know, a bargain and a full service is, you know, my neighbor, he needed help. He lived in Texas. So what did I have to do? I had to like get all his stuff together, box up stuff for him. I had to call like people to come pick up like some of the junk and all this stuff. Like I did the entire sale with him never stepping foot in the state of Virginia in the past three years. I remember that one. And it's like, that's just something that you sometimes you have to do because you know, that, that's part of the job that you have. And I can't clock out at a certain period of time and be like, yeah. you know what? I'm done. I, I, and I think a lot of people appreciate that, especially if you're a new home buyer and you've got questions. Sometimes your questions show up at 7 p.m. And yeah. you're like, hey, uh, real quick, what do I need to do? And like, it's comforting to them when they get a response. I'm like, hey, no problem. Let's we can talk about this real quick. I got a couple of minutes. Let's let's jump on a call real quick. Where I think sometimes if they're going to another route, the person's like, well, you know, I got to get back to you. Or you know, when they I've seen issues where they want to show a house. Well, every person that shows a house is like different. Yeah, the company so they don't have like the same. So one guy he knew everything about the territory. He knew everything about the neighborhood. And then the next guy was like, I have no clue. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and so it's just like you. I'm just here to unlock the house for you. I'm like that's kind of disconcerting for people. It's like your largest financial uh, investment, and now you just took a break on some of the costs because you thought that'd be a good idea. Yeah, and if you're doing a discount service, you're doing a placement service. Who's telling you how much you should list the house for? Right, most of the time you're just gauging it based on Zillow or based on. You know, estimates estimates yeah and so you don't even know are you anywhere close are you undercutting yourself to try to save money mm-hmm. right uh, and i'm not saying there's not some times where something like this doesn't work well for for people absolutely um you know i always think about it like when you go to sell a used car you know at the end of the day 
you can put the car on Craigslist and deal with all kinds of crazy people calling you and deal with the transaction and hope that it's a safe transaction and, you know, deal with the tire kickers and try to consummate a deal. Or you can go down to a dealership, put it on consignment. Maybe you give them a cut. Typically, it's 6% or whatever it is, and they'll sell the car just like it's a, a car on their lot, but they're just going to take their consignment fee, but they're going to handle everything and then give you a check at the end. And then you could just trade your car into the dealer. They'll say, we'll give you this much money, or like the CarMax approach, where they're not right. going to give you anything that the car is worth. But like some people are just like, I don't want to deal with it. I was going to say, I don't want to deal with it. Right? That. I just want to drive my car down, walk out with my check, and be happy. And so at the end of the day, you have all of these things happening. Zillow's starting to buy houses. They're starting to do cash offers on houses mm-hmm. for discounts or whatever it is. And sometimes people will ask us, well, do you think this is going to wipe out the real estate agent? No. I, I mean, there's a million yeah. different ways to buy a house. I can buy a house at auction. I can buy a house in foreclosure. I can buy a house in wholesale. I can buy a house from an agent. I can buy a for sale by owner. I can go to a new construction project and buy a house, right? Pick it off right there. And at the end of the day, it's the same thing as the car approach, right? Now you have Carvana. You can buy a car out of a vending machine or you buy it online and they drop it off at your door. It's a great experience. Very I bought cool. my Audi S4 off of Carvana and it was awesome. I didn't have to talk to anybody. I bought it on my phone in like five minutes. It was literally like... It showed up. And it just showed up and it was great. It was a perfect experience. So... Is that going to put car dealers out of business? No, but it's another avenue. So yeah. that's the way I think about it. Is what do you what do you want to pay for? What do you want out of this experience? I always think about just knowledge, having the knowledge, having someone who will be able to talk to you, uh, educate you. Because buying a house is stressful. There's a lot of anxiety that comes that, and you have questions, and you want to be able to say, "All right, can you just talk to me? Just tell me." what I need to do or just give me out of what's the whole process. I get a lot of people that's like, I just want to know what's the process of purchasing a house. And we go from, you know, mortgages to lenders to yep. inspections to appraisals. And a lot of times like you're not going to get that um, if you just Google it or if you send an email and you hope it's like you've got to run down a lot of information and things change and that could be terrifying. Well, and then once you're in the process, right, then it's the whole thing of now you got to make sure your paperwork's right, you're reviewing yeah. contracts, you're accepting things. If if you're doing a placement service, you're like one step above for sale by owner. We're <laughs> for sale by owner. <laughs> they don't have any of the forms. They have no idea what to do. At least with the placement service, that broker is saying, hey, by compliance standards, I need you to sign these forms for me. Yeah. But they're not going to sit there and explain everything to you. They're not negotiating the for you. Yeah, they are literally just a licensed contractor for you that says, hey, I'm going to plug it in here. I'm going to make sure your paperwork's in. That's all we're going to do. So, why do you think you should go full service? I mean, obviously, we've had a good discussion on what each one is. Yeah. And we've talked about some of the benefits, but what is Galen Parker doing as a full service agent? Obviously, you know, I'm a full-time agent, so I'm going to be gravitating more to people using full service agents. And um, I, I think of it because uh, if I'm making a purchase, you know, I've got $400,000. Uh, that's the house I want. Um, I'm going to want the best as far as just get me into this house and I don't want to like lose money arbitrarily because I didn't know that there was a deadline to respond and thing like that. And I, especially if I'm selling my house, I'm like, I come to Galen, I say, Galen, I want to get the most amount of money. Well, I also want to do it as quick as possible. What can I do? Well, I, I'm going to, you know, give you a full, you know, you're going to have video tours, pictures, yeah. but more than that, it's giving you a feedback of, you know, 
what's happening with your house at any given moment? You know, how many people have looked at it online? What's the interest in it? Who are these people coming to, to look in a house? Are they qualified? All these things are going to be really important for you um, that you're not going to want to deal with if you're trying to like sell it by yourself. I, I always think of like FISBO and placements are almost as the same thing because a lot of it's them really will close. eventually end up doing that. And you can, but you've just basically got a full-time job. Yeah. You probably already have a full-time job. <laughs> and now you've already got now you've got an inbox full of emails and phone calls and you've got at least let's say 15% of those phone calls and emails are going to ask you do you want to rent the place? Yeah. Um do you are you interested in renting? You're like no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's for these, sale. Yeah. yeah, these are all the things that you know your agent can kind of build you up for and max maximize uh, your profit because we want you to sell your house for as much money as possible. There's no opportunity in which we don't benefit from doing that. Yeah. And maybe it's worth, if you're talking to a few different agents, ask them, what do hey, you do? How, oh, what's your average days on market? How quick are your home selling and how much over ask or what percentage of the ask price are they closing at? Because I think what you'll find is if you look at the statistics of for sale by owner, statistically will almost always sell their house for less than someone with an agent will. So, and and it depending on the market, it can be huge. It can be anywhere from, you know, 5 to 20%. So, people are trying to save that 6%, but they're almost always going to lose 9 Costing to 10% themselves. doing a FISBO. So, now you come into the placement service side. Now you say, you're a FISBO that someone put your house in MLS. So, maybe you get a little more exposure, but you're still at it alone. So, you're going to lose money on what you could sell the house for because you save 6% by spending 600 bucks to put it in. And it goes the same thing to the discount model, right? If that discount model, who's a yep. salary worker doing whatever, says, well, no, I'm not going to run a social media campaign on this, and we're not going to do a professional branded video, and we don't have any kind of CRM that's actually going to track the people as they register and bring in the lead so that we have the contacts versus someone like Zillow or a third party selling leads off to some other realtor for $300 a number, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to capture those leads for you. And we're going to have all of those people to call and see if they register on your house. We can call them and let them know about the open house. We can call them and find out if they want to set up a private showing, right? When you start comparing these things, when you sit down with the agents, you're going to see that there's a large disparity between service that you get, even within the realm of just full service. But then when you drop down into partial service, when you drop down into just the flat fees, right, you're going to see this. So I just caution everybody to look at that. I mean, at the end of the day, I'd say it, and this is a different podcast subject, but right. even a single agent versus a team and the benefits of one over the other. And I'm not saying there's not benefits of, of both. Yeah. But I do think at some point, teams are going to be the majority out there. When you look at the market right now, if you were a solo agent this year, you probably did Stuff. very well, but goodness, you were probably running around with your hair on fire. I mean, just most no one of the there time. to back you up. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it's yeah. like you, you're the guy all the time. No one could like. What if you got two showings at the same time? It's that's like, it. what do you do? Well, you're going to make someone very unhappy. And that's the problem right now. If you have ten buyers and you're the only agent, you know, almost all of those buyers want night showings, weekend showings. So yeah, I can make two of my buyers happy out of my 10. It just doesn't work. So as the model expands and, you know, we're a pretty mid-sized team, we've got about 10 to 15 agents that we, you know, typically hover at. But at the end of the day, that gives us the budget to be able to have some really cool softwares and things like that. But I also look at other teams that may have like 26 agents that are maybe doing, you know, I don't know, 300, 400 deals a year. And Mm -hmm. I see some of the stuff they have. I mean, their marketing budgets are insane. They definitely... They beat our marketing budgets. I mean, I know people that spend thirty, forty thousand dollars a month, month. In, in marketing, obviously. So um 
Maybe that's another podcast topic again. Maybe we can talk like individual agents versus team agents and yeah, I'd kind of that. where that where the industry is going. And you know, I think again, a lot of times brokers, you think, oh, I'm going to have all this help from the broker, but it's almost really just a place to hang the license for the most part. You can get yeah. training, but you're never going to get necessarily deals from the broker, right? Maybe you get some leads, but for the most part, it's a training avenue. Whereas yeah. the team side starts bringing in, okay, now we're going to give you training. Now we're going to give you leads. Now we're going to make sure you're closing deals. You got people to rely on. You've got assistance, right? Teaching you how to do it. Yeah. I mean, Galen's, a, you're a huge help to a lot of the new agents that I just we allow have. People, yeah, it's, it's a big thing to me because I, I have always worked at jobs in sales and I've always had a mentor. And that has always been the difference between success and fail, where there's someone who's not your boss, yep. but then can just say like, hey, this is kind of what you want to do. This is what works. And like, hey, we're Stop not going to yeah, Stop yeah, what you're doing. We're not yeah. going to tell the boss that you did this, but this is what you probably should do. And yeah. like, here, here. And so I, I always say, you know, if you want to listen to me call, I'm like really into, I told you this last week, I'm really into night calls right now. Not yeah. like super late at night, but. Midnight, think, just yeah, like midnight, midnight at three, and yeah, like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I breathing. blocked off the other day from like four to six, <laughs> and the the rate of answer was yeah. was super high. We talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah, it's right? super we high. Did stats, I'm practicing when to call. where I preach, and so if you're ever interested in peeking in that, if you're an agent, do you have some questions about, or you just have that anxiety or fear? Let let's talk. Yeah, join help. our join our call our session. Yeah, you yeah, we can do our Zoom call like session that. where we roundtable and cram calls. Like we can call our leads, you can call your leads. We'll listen if you want feedback. You can give us feedback. So yeah, if you're an agent listening in and want to want a power hour, we can power hour. Dial me up. All right, I think that covers it up pretty much. That wraps everything. You think? Yeah, for some reason I felt like you were about to say something and I was going to circle back to it, but I forgot. Mm. I know as soon as we like sign off, I'm be like, ah, ah we missed that. We'll I mean, we, at the end of the day, we had talked about just brands and things like that where. Yeah, we were talking earlier about just the idea of there's certain things that you want to save money on, mm-hmm. you know, because they're homogenous in the way they are. So it's like if I buy a pair of Levi jeans from this store, or this store, it's basically the same thing. Well, that's not exactly how it can. But sometimes people like to think it is yeah. when it comes to selling their like house. Every realtor is like, the same. Yeah, every realtor's house. That's like saying that every home's the same. Yeah. And it's like, no, there. everyone does different well, it's things. It's like saying every doctor is the same. Every whatever. I mean, yeah. it's a professional field yet. I mean, at the end of the day, out of all the doctors, guess what? Someone was bottom of the class someone got a c he got he got he's still a doctor is he your doctor yeah he is so yeah i think that's it make informed decisions if you have questions if you're thinking about selling if you're an agent and want info on team structure whatever it may be thinking about getting into the real estate business oh yeah that one's we've been getting tons of calls on that feel free if you're just someone that's thinking about getting into getting your license let us know we'd love to help you if you want to reach out to me my cell is 804-536 six one zero zero you can find me on instagram at underscore underscore the davis group and galen i love the underscore underscore I know, the davis group was taken i, I have know, a like, very common guy? name yeah who is this guy <laughs> uh you can find me if cell phone number is 804-274-9016 i like saying it that way i always when i leave people messages that's the cadence that i use then also you can find me on instagram live love learn Richmond, Virginia. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. This has been RV Real Estate Talk. If you have a real estate question that you would like to ask Jared or Galen, reach out to them at jared at centralvarealty.com or galen at centralvarealty.com. Who knows? It may even be featured on an upcoming episode. 